you primitive screwheads, listen up. Yeah. You see this? This is my podcast. <laughs> like to welcome Damn. y'all to Domesticated Savages Podcast. Today, we've got in studio Jake, as usual. We've got Jeremy. What's up, bro? What's going down? Sleepy Jay. Look like he's going to go into hibernation. This big ass bear over here. That's my rap name. That's your rap name. I just turn on the mic and then it's just me snoring. <laughs> nice. Triple platinum, baby. <laughs> and we've got Fitzy. How you doing, Fitz? I'm here. Today, we've got a... Uh, We've got this cool episode coming for you guys. We're going to start off, as we've kind of been doing lately in our podcast, with a story. We're going to kind of come at you with a true crime story today. This dates back quite a long time ago. 1931. The dude's a name, few years ago. Yeah, a couple years ago, but it's pretty crazy. You'll have to hear this. The dude's name was Carl Tanzler. Carl, he lived with a corpse for over seven years before he was discovered living with this corpse. You ever heard this story? No, that sounds... No. Right. Very, very exciting. Though. Right. Live, like, is this like Weekend at Bernie's lived <laughs> with the corpse? Yeah. Well, I'll get into it here. So in 1931, 56-year-old Carl Tanzler was working at a Florida hospital when he fell in love with a 22-year-old Cuban-American woman named Maria Elena Maligro de Hoyos. That's a mouthful, which yeah. he wanted. <laughs> when the couple met, De Hoyos was dying from tuberculosis. So, you know, this had to be 1931. That TB. It wasn't COVID. <laughs> so, a terminal condition in the 1930s. Throughout the last year of her life, Tanzler reportedly sh- showered the young woman with gifts and even purchased an expensive mausoleum when she passed. Did you say where this was taking Florida. place? Florida. Florida. Yeah. Florida. Florida. That makes sense. All the crazy stories come sense. from Florida, yes. dude. So after her death, Tanzler visited De Hoya's grave, singing Spanish love songs to her. He later claimed that her spirit encouraged him to remove her from the grave and take her home. Sounds like a normal thing. Yeah. So We've one night in 1933, allegedly haunted by these ghostly requests, Tanzler carried De Hoyos back home in a wagon. Over the next seven plus years, Tanzler preserved the woman. He replaced her skin with silk and wax, stuffed her body with rags to keep its shape, and used perfumes to disguise the smell. It wasn't until 1940 when De Hoyos' sister, Florinda, stormed into his home with police in tow that the truth was actually discovered. Tanzler wasn't actually prosecuted because the statute of limitations on his initial crime had already elapsed. Smart man. Oh my gosh. Smart man. That, that's the perfect crime. <laughs> what? Perfect crime. <laughs> Explain. Did he get in trouble legally? No, he did not. My it question is. interesting is, things back in the 30s, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, but it, you said it was seven years? It took. Seven. It took. Seven years. Took sister seven years to 33, figure it out. 33, he went and snatched her body out of the mausoleum in 1940s when he was found. Did he replace my, it with my like question, a... My question is, in what world did he think stuffing her with rags was going to keep her shape? Was she naturally a lumpy individual? I don't know. She had that he... rag doll body. <laughs> <laughs> that's Obviously. A, that was a thing back in the 30s. Oh, my that goodness. Rag doll. That rag doll. Maybe it was like paper mache. You could like, you know... So instantly, but the seven that he years, the, the body's rotting. <laughs> no, dude, he used, he, did you not hear the part where he, he used wax and silk to like replace her skin? So baby basically became like a husk. So I've, I've actually. And then he had a heater for her thighs. I've actually been to an autopsy and. Too much. He removed the skin, replaced it with silk and then waxed it. Silk and wax. Silk I don't. Wax. I'm not Especially, sure. I'm not sure. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Is like paper mache, so, where he's just like doing it over the top of it and like coating it with something, and then it like retains that form. 
So what I was going to say is I don't know because <laughs> in an autopsy – Way when, too wild. When they're doing an autopsy, you know what they do? They obviously remove your organs, but when they're done, they just put it back in a bag, tie it up, and then sew it back inside you. Oh, in a bag? Yeah. They put so, it back in a bag. Yeah. And then put it inside Like you. a Ziploc yeah. bag. Why would you, you put it in the bag? Fresh. Well, because they're all going to decompose, and instead of having it decompose every which way, you know, I don't know. I didn't create the autopsy like rules. Sounds like a waste of a bag. But yeah. my, but my do thing is- Do they have to pay if, 10 cents for the bag, do you think, if they're in California? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> they probably don't use plastic anymore. They probably just put it in a paper bag now. <laughs> you bring your own bag? A, a doggy bring, bag? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a biodegradable bag. Yes. A doggy From, bag. From like Smith's. <laughs> yeah. The family brings the bag. <laughs> you got to bring the bags. If not, it's a 10 extra cents per bag yeah. we have to use. <laughs> um, we've all seen like the cop shows where they do the autopsy for this fucking thing that actually happens. Like it's all medical and sterile and they have all these high tech tools. Yeah, yeah. So the autopsy I went to, uh, you know, for, I, I just happened to be able to attend. Was it at the corners? Yeah, at the, at, the, at, the, at the medical examiner's office. Mm -hmm. So you walk in and immediately you're hit with a smell that it's like a butcher shop that the freezer went out maybe a day or two ago. So it's mm. gamey. Oh, it's yeah. Like, smells yeah. amazing. And then, so like the, that, that blood, that yeah. like, nasty blood. Yeah. I got you. So very coppery smell. Mm -hmm. You know, the guy who died, he was the victim of a homicide. He was stabbed to death. Stabbed to death. And so how they measured how deep the stab wound went is they just got a, a crocheting needle one of those big ones stuck it in and it's like okay and they just you know measured oh it's that much was it like blunt so it wouldn't go further no, no it, was, it was like sharp no i mean not like super sharp but i mean just enough to where once you felt resistance like yeah that's obviously that's how, about where how far away and they just would measure that and then they Sounds do the, like what I would do. they do the wine incisions and in the shows they always have like these stainless steel medical tools motherfucker had a pair of rigid head trimmers Hell yeah! from Home Depot. Cut out the breastplate and then they had to measure the amount of fluid so they just get a soup ladle, you know, and going on <laughs> between the organ soup and all like, okay, we've, we've removed, you know, X amount of fluid. In the shows, it's like they're like, it's all ginger and all like they had to turn this dude around and they're just like ah, ah, flip, flop. Yeah, they don't care. No. And then the it's coroner so, yeah, and the ME were job, like, hey, you know? we see some substance on his rectum and the detective's like, yeah, swab it. Maybe he was raped too. You know, then they peeled back his skull cap and all that. But I mean, it was interesting because you have an idea that's like going to be very clinical and very clean now. Almost down like, and dirty. You're almost thinking like, this is going to be very professional. Yeah. But it's not like it's not professional. It wasn't though. like, yeah, but it's like, they were being professional, but it's not delicate. Yeah, yeah. Delicate. Autopsies that's are not that's yeah, delicate. Cutting up a body. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's like a butcher shop, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd like to see the first... Like when you get a new ME, the first time that they cut open a body. Oh, bro, you can see it. But he's he, gone through school. He's done. Well, yeah, stuff. they've done on you know they've done on cadavers and stuff. But the good ones to see are the body snatchers when you call them to your scene and you get a new guy or you know a new body snatcher. I remember one. This guy, it was he had been down in his apartment probably like three weeks. Oh, he's uh, right. And it was during the it was getting cold, so he had, his apartment heater would just set at like seventy two and just left it. So, and you walk. It's one of those ones you walk onto the floor and you're like, oh yeah, at least one person's dead here. You can yeah, smell it. Yeah. So For they, me, it's so we they get there and they're taking their photos and then they go to move him and they pick. You know, he had his PJs on, uh, one of the rare clothed people yeah, who died. Yeah. You know, and so the new guy goes to grab his arm and his skin just sloughs off. And I yeah, look I've, at him I've and I'm that. and I'm I'm waiting for it. And he goes. Had to book it out of the apartment, and the guy's like, "Yeah, he's new." He's I haven't like, seen yeah, that in person. New. I've heard about that stuff. Yeah. You've never seen that. I've oh, seen it dude. in uh, "We Were Soldiers." Oh, well, when the, the Japanese dude gets all burned up, and then the dude rips his arms yeah. off when they're trying to—I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that happened. That was real. Yeah, the actor really got burned like that. <laughs>
I've seen what you're talking about. I've seen that on a number of occasions. We had one summertime and the dude had gone down in his tub, like fallen and cracked his head open. I think tech, I think medically that's called the uh, Humpty Dumpty syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Cracked his head. It was middle of the summertime and he didn't pay his AC bill. He was down for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And so they turned off his power. So it was like probably hundred degrees inside of his apartment. Yeah. It was hot. We showed so up gross. there. Medical, medical, the, the body snatcher showed up, medical showed up and you know, fire shows up. They're like, yeah, this guy's dead. <laughs> See you later. And they bounce. And so now we're there and we're going to investigate if a crime's occurred. We go inside like, dude, this is bad. Mm-hmm. Well, the dude had cats Ooh. and the cats hadn't been fed. Well, I mean, I'm guessing they ate. Yeah. Well, yeah. The cats. Not, their not meow cat. mix. Not their cat. It wasn't know, meow. Do you meow know mix. the thing that they like to eat was his face. He didn't have a face. It was a skull. Yeah. Because you got to think there's probably not a lot of fat. Probably a lot of, uh, yeah. you know, tendons and muscle. Yeah. His, it was a skull, dude. Yeah. It was grody. And he looked like he was about 8,000 pounds. Oh. Just because of bloating. bloating. It was yeah. nasty. Those cats were just living like kings. It was grody. And then we had another one. So this guy, he was probably in his 30s, but really bad health. Really bad health. But he's a big, big dude. And it was Rob and me who showed up on this. And we, we go upstairs and we knew there was a dead body. And we kicked the door in. And this guy is just dead on his on his bed. He's been down for a while, a while, like yeah. at least a couple weeks because there's serious decomposition going on. Like his, his skin sloughing off of his body. We called and we're like, we're not touching anything. No. We're like looking for meds, looking for people we can call. Like I'm not touching anything. Call up the medical examiner. Like, yeah, we'll come and pick him up. So they send out the body snatchers. Body snatchers show up and they look at the guy. They bring a gurney and they look at the guy. They're like, there's no elevator at this place. It's a flight of stairs that is like a 45 degree angle. Mm-hmm. They are super steep. Um, no elevator. We have to walk this guy down the stairs. So we look at the medical examiner and their body snatchers. They're like, we don't know how we're going to get this guy down the stairs. We're like, uh, give it a shot. And so it's these two dudes and they're scrawny. They're yeah. like maybe, maybe five, seven, one. 30, you know, yeah. looking like little kids. So they grab the dude's arm. Okay, let's try to lift him. And one dude grabs one arm and one dude grabs the other arm and they go to pick him, like sit him up and his arms rip off of his body. Oh, just pull off of his body because all the connective tissues have now just disintegrated because it's been down for so long and his arms pull off and they fall on their asses. You're talking about the skin or like the actual- The like, arms ripped out of so the sockets. Come out. That oh, nice. right there, stop, like I'm it. stopping you. Yes. They fall down. That would have been the- Perfect time to pick up the arm and be like, let me give you a hand. Should have done it. <laughs> the hands are still in, or the arms are still in their hands when they fell. Oh. <laughs> you guys need a hand? Looks need like you got hand. three. Looks like you got enough. <laughs> you got a couple. But they they rolled them over into the body bag. They rolled them off the bag. Like, I probably shouldn't put this in there. They rolled them off the bed into the body bag, like, and he plopped. Yeah. And like, kind of exploded Soupy. inside the body bag, dude. Soupy. It was gross. I'm thinking about it right now. It's kind of making me a little nauseous. <laughs> and then they zip it up and then they flip and heft him onto the gurney and it takes everything they possibly can and Rob and I are like, fuck, we'll, fine. we'll help you. We help them lift him onto the freaking gurney. He's in the body bag now, you know? They're still like, his bed is just like, I'm thinking about it right now. It's gross. It was just covered. It was a soupy damn mess, bro. Yeah. That mattress, they probably repurposed it with somebody else, but oh, yeah. it's disgusting. It's good. Uh, Little for breeze. And then to go down, to go down the stairs, they're like, uh, can we, can we get some help getting him down the stairs? Like, yeah. And you're like, well, gravity, and I mean, you would, just let it fly. Gravity's going to help you out. They would have died. They would have died. <laughs> we, they should have just like let the freaking gurney go down. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> just strap them in. They've got those seat belts on there. 
I had something exactly very similar, but it was an attended death. So we didn't have to call the body snatchers because the doctor was like, yeah, Uh, it was grandma who died and she was, you know, had moved into the family's home so they could help take care of her. And, you know, she was in her mid to late seventies, maybe early eighties, but grandma was a hefty gal. Mm -hmm. Um, She was probably around, you know, 400 pounds. And so she had died just a few hours early. So there's no like real decomp or anything yet but so we explain and they they kind of had made some preparations so they had already had to, uh, you know they already had a funeral home to uh to come pick up grandma to take because when you have it when it's attended you have a funeral home somebody from the funeral home will come take her to the funeral home and make all the you know start doing all the preparations but the dudes who show up are no joke like five five uh hundred pounds sopping mm-hmm, wet mm-hmm. just two little dudes yeah and like i said grandma was probably like Five six, five seven, four hundred pounds. Oh yeah, and big gal, big gal. And so they get there, and they're just looking at us, and we're looking at them. And it was kind of, I mean, you know, now you can laugh, but we we helped because it's like you know the whole family's in the house, and I just didn't want to see like these dudes struggling to get grandma into the. It's more for the family's welfare. More for their welfare. You don't like, want them to be like that's emotionally their, or traumatized. Yeah, that's their special, you know, grandma. their grandma. And these dudes are trying to wrestle her into the bag and <laughs> coming off the top gurney trying to make sure she fits. I was like, well, we'll help you out. But it was, and again, they didn't even help us that much. And so as we're wheeling her, obviously she's, you know, bigger than the gurney, at least yeah. width wise. Yeah. And it's, a you know, one of the old houses built you know, like in the twenties or thirties. So narrow doorway, narrow, narrow walls and, and yeah, hallways and the doors. steps leading up the, you know, concrete steps had cracked and everything. Yeah. And I mean, it was like one of those, you know, she started to tip this way and we had to like muscle. And it was, again, it was more just to like help the family. Yeah. Out, but So speaking of that, speaking of helping the family. So my buddy Rob and I were on a call uh, of a death and it was this kid. He was, I say kid cause he was pretty young. He was still like probably 30, but mom and dad were kind of geriatric. He uh, ended up dying. They, they decided it was natural causes, but the, the house they lived in was high east side, but it was a small house. Yeah. He didn't even have his own room. What they'd done is they'd cleared out like a front closet. It's a bigger like walk-in closet, but they cleared How out. How does the story sound? Little Harry Potter action. It. So it was a closet. He is living in this closet. Mm-hmm. Well, dude is probably 300, 350. He's like, he's a, he was like a big guy, but like kind of heavy, yeah. but pretty tall, probably over six foot at least. Mm-hmm. But he's living in this closet in this teeny little flipping bed that he's sleeping on. His door is not the regular size door. It's little. Yeah. It's li- maybe a two foot wide door. I don't know how the flip he got in there, but he did. Sideways. It's probably sideways. So. Suck it in. We call up the medical examiner and they're like, yep, yeah, we'll send out the body snatchers. So body snatchers show up. And Rob wasn't initially on the call with me. I was kind of handling somebody else. Rob showed up a little bit later, and we'd been there on scene for maybe 20 minutes. Rob shows up. I said, hey, yeah, come check this out. So he comes up and looks. And he's like, dang, dude, that's, I don't know how they're going to get that guy out <laughs> of there. It's a tight fit. It's a tight fit. So they show up, and as they're, they're backing their truck up, because they just got a truck, you know, with like a, a cover, like a shell over it. They back it up to like the front entryway. And the walkway goes up, and there's a couple stairs that go up to the door. And Rob and I are up at the door. And the family's back inside the house. I'm like, oh, it looks like the coroner's office is here to yeah. retrieve your son, right? So we walk down the steps. And like I said, this dude is a big dude. And we're, as we're walking down the steps, the body snatchers get out of their truck. And Rob's like, he shouts to them, hey, guys, hope you've been doing your deadlifts. <laughs> and I looked at Rob and I was like, what did you just say? And Rob's like, oh, shit. <laughs> 
It's like, you idiot. God damn it, Rob. Have some freaking decor. And I turned around, and Dad is standing at the steps. But luckily enough, like I said, they were a little older, little geriatric. Older. Hard of hearing. They couldn't hear. They, yeah. they didn't hear a thing, oh. thank goodness. And nobody had heard anything. I was like, you freaking lucked out there, lucked homie. Out. You're lucky that wasn't like a regular ass person that could have heard it. what you just said. You'd be so much in I, trouble. I still remember. Yeah. Fifth, you were on this call, but it was a death like south. I think we were working in the central area of the city. And you had a recruit at the time. And it was a dude and his girlfriend there in their maybe early mid-40s. And she died naked in the front room. He had, like, heard her come home. And then she did whatever. Uh, but then he ends up finding her in the lit. Like, it was in the, no, it was in the bedroom. And he moved her to the living room to, like, help try and, like, do CPR. Uh-huh. And it's and he's sitting outside just smoking a cigarette. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and you had a recruit, and so yeah. you show up because you're like, hey, we'll take him yeah. for training. Yep. Recruit's gonna do this. Yeah. We work all our coworkers, you know, from from crime lab, uh, crime lab techs. They're all good people, and you you develop a working relationship where you yes. even like on the you know, especially in the graveyard, there's you know two or three that always work, and so. Every time you need crime lab to show up to document yeah, something, it's real camaraderie real for sure. Real camaraderie, yeah, for sure. And the hard part is, it's not to be flippant about it, but you know, we see death probably on almost a daily basis, and so it's not that we're being flippant yeah. or callous about it. It's just facts you know, is facts, fa- facts are facts, and we've got a job to do. And I think I, I was the initial up the first, you, yeah, and yeah. then you were like, "Well, we we'll take it for take training." It, yeah. So it's, you had a rook, yeah. yeah. He hadn't had a. Uh, Death. Uh, a death yet. So, so you showed up and told Jeremy, like, hey, man, we'll take we'll this for training. training. Jeremy's yeah. like, cool, cool. And, and we, we, were coming up, we were coming up on his... Uh, I think you were on the west side, though, test week, yeah. of the city. And so he was... Yeah. So I, I had been on scene a little bit before. And so I start talking to the boyfriend and kind of getting, you know, some of the deets. It's, you know, smaller house... And so he's just sitting outside on the little porch, smoking a cigarette and fire had got there first and they start trying to, you know, take life-saving measures. You know, then he sees them leave, but no one had kind of like told him like, yeah, she's not, she's not coming around. And so he's, you know, he's sitting there smoking and he's like, okay, so like, is the doctor going to come see her? Like, is she okay? Like, and I would be like, oh, actually she, she gone, she homie. Gone. She did. She gone. And so then, you know, Fitch says, like, hey, we'll take it. And then we call for crime lab and you know, the crime lab tech shows up, starts snapping photos. Well, you know, like I said, the camaraderie. And so I'm outside kind of just watching because, you know, maybe he killed her. We don't know yet. And so yeah. we're still kind of, you know, until yeah. we yeah, get treated like a homicide until you know treat, it's not. Yeah. For sure. So I'm kind of keeping eyes on him, but all I can hear coming from inside the house is just laughing and joking from <laughs> Fitz and the crime lab tech. I'm wildly inappropriate, but the new guy, even he was like looking at us every once in a while like, what? And then he'd, he'd go back to like taking his notes and writing down all the medications and we'd say something and he'd like look at us like, what the heck? I had to like, at a, at, after a minute I had to pop in and I pulled the old uh, line from the other guys. Hey, there's a dead body here. Have some decorum. Obviously, we're not very serious people, and we like to joke around and have fun. And uh-huh. One of our sayings, for you listeners out there, one of our sayings is, nothing is too soon and nothing is sacred. Like, we will joke about the craziest crap, like, right after it happened with each other. With like, each the crap other. that we deal with. Yeah. Like, toothless. Yeah. Like that just, was literally hours after it yeah, happened. Yeah, we could. <laughs> one of our guys nothing is safe. got assaulted and knocked a tooth out of his mouth, and not, right. uh, not a few hours later, we're making fun of him. Yeah. A 12 year old, a 12 year old girl headbutted. Him. Hold on. We got it. We're yes. going to let, we're going to have him hey, on and he can tell the story. He's never coming on. He will. Yeah. I'll He's get him on. He's too scared. I'll we'll, get him on. We'll Toothless him. is scared. I'll offer him like some dental health coverage or something. He has dental. I, I tried Double that. dental. I, I gave needs, him, I gave the, him one of my teeth. You did. What's the dental stuff that, that people with dentures put dental in? Dental dam. Nope. 
<laughs> Probably. <laughs> no. Look at that gummer hammer. He needs a d- dental the stuff that they like put on poly the, grip. the ventures and then yeah, they, it's, they it's put it in. Polygrip. Polygrip. Polygrip, yeah. We need to get him some poly. Like, no. Like, a, like an olive branch. Do you, That's our olive do branch. Do you remember, right? Like a, a few, like a week after that happened, I had to have a tooth extracted. And I, I, yes, I do remember. And I kept it and yeah. I gave it to him. Yeah. To in replace the one. Yeah, you got that and tooth taken out. I, I literally thought it was a horse tooth. That thing was fucking huge. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy. I thought you were a bear. <laughs> um, so right. yeah, there's, there's, so there's a double stabbing. One person had died at the scene. The other victim was taken up to the hospital. I can't remember if they died later. Maybe they, I think maybe they made it. But so now we've got you know a scene. We have to block it off, and it's outside of a business, and it's the graveyard shift, and so there's not a lot of foot traffic. You know, we've got the scene taped off. You know, when a, a major incident happens, you get a responsibility. Sometimes you're the initial and you're doing the investigations and doing stuff. Sometimes you have to be just the dude standing at the perimeter documenting who's coming With in. With a clipboard. With a clipboard. Sign your name. Sign your name sign in. Sign your name. And, you know, if you're not the initial, you don't really get to choose. You show up and someone's like, hey, you're doing this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I showed up and that was my job. Um, clipboard boy. Clipboard boy. You're so, good at that though. <laughs> I am. You're really good. I always try to sign you that whenever I show yeah. up on scene. Jeremy, clipboard. And usually that's the officer who's the most incompetent, just for a frame of reference. <laughs> like, we don't want you anywhere near. And even then I had crayons and I was trying to draw pictures. If I give, hey, I can't fit to that though, because if I give him the crayons, he eats them. I, I eat them. them. And then he what do we them. have to write on? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Then people have to use pens and those aren't edible. And then he smiles at you, looks like the rainbow. Like, bro, you've got 14 colored teeth there. What's going on if it's? <laughs> that's the good pack. The 16 pack, that's yeah. a good one. So anyways. I make sure they get the toxic ones though. So <laughs> the ones that say do not eat on yes. Do not eat. Well, I'm still alive. So so one of the officers um, had a recruit. Back in my day when you were a recruit, you kept your mouth shut. You didn't joke. You didn't. You were just, because some of those old timers, like you even cracked a smile. and like, what the fuck you smiling about? And you're like, I'm sorry. Again. It's kind of like you got to pay your dues, Jack. You got to pay your dues. Got to pay your dues, Jack. Yeah. So anyways, I'm doing the, I'm clipboard boy. So this officer comes like sauntering up and she's laughing and joking. And so there's a couple of us guys who've been on, officers who've been on for a while and we're talking to each other. And then she just comes up and tries to like put herself in and start joking. And so I'm standing with uh, another officer and she's kind of joking. Again, not 15 feet behind me, there's a dead body. Yeah. And so I look at her, you know, deadpan, serious face. And I said, hey, somebody was just murdered here. Have some decorum straight faced and she kind of gets this like look and she's like oh and she walks away and as soon as she's out of earshot the other officer's like i don't think she knows you're joking like, yeah, probably not be professional so we've kind of delved into this a smidgen on one of our other podcasts we talked about it actually i think we just graced it briefly in regards to some of the philosophies that we have as police officers and and jeremy so aptly dubbed this cop philosophies cop philosophies so we're going to do a segment right now called cop philosophies and you're probably going to hear these in the future as well in regards to some of the, the ideas the beliefs that we have due to the uh, the knowledge that we have developed as police officers and just how it has shaped us as people uh, how we utilize these philosophies not only on the streets but in our own daily lives so I'm going to turn the time over to Jeremy. Jeremy, bro, I want you to tell me a little bit about one of the cop philosophies that we've been talking about uh, recently and and how it's kind of shaped you. Because I know it shaped me and fits in a very similar fashion. So I was just kind of thinking about the other day how my job, everything I've 
trained for, you know, the experiences I've had have kind of shaped me as a person, but not just, you know, and not just in the context of I'm trying to be more secure, more aware of my surroundings, but more in the context of, I think some of my ethos or my own philosophies have changed. And one of those was, you can kind of maybe dub it like the line in the sand mindset where, you know, if I am out and I see something going, obviously, you know, it's easy to relate to like, well, if I'm out and I see a dude punching his wife, that's a clear line in the sand or, you know, some lady like wailing on a kid, punch him in the face. There's a line in the sand. You know, I think we all, we talked about that earlier, like we're out in public. We're At what aware. point in time do we intervene? Right. But this kind of, you know, I was thinking about it the other day and it kind of extends to, uh, the way I interact with people. Um, I just, and it, you know, it was kind of a thought I had and it wasn't, you know, it's not like years ago I had this conscious decision where I wrote down like, in this situation, here's my line. But it's just what I'm willing to accept and put up with and things I'm not. For for instance, um, you know, I was, I think we talked about earlier, but years ago, I was going to a movie, you know, Friday Night Crowds happened to be with uh, my ex-wife. We have our popcorn, our drinks, our snacks, and as we're going to the ticket taker to give our tickets... Took us a minute to fish out the tickets because we were arms are full. Full of popcorn and full drinks. Full of popcorn, and stuff. treats, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And like I said, Friday night crowds. And so the guy and his wife behind us started making some pretty fucking snide comments. Never interacted with this guy before, but turned around and I had to put him in his place. Like, bro, you, you have to wait an extra 30 fucking seconds. You can chill the fuck out. And your snide comments are unwanted. And it's not that I'm trying to, you know, try to be the dominant alpha male and everything, but it's just, and the line in the same time was like common courtesy where, you know, and I try to think if it were reversed, would I be making snide comments? Absolutely not. Because it's just going to take them an extra 30 seconds to, to fish out their tickets. It's no skin off my teeth just to sit back and wait. And when this other guy was not willing to afford me the same common courtesy. That's a line in the sand. I was like, no. And it, and it kind of extends into all walks of my life. Uh, the other day I uh, had a doctor's appointment and maybe if I hadn't been a cop, I might be more willing just to, I, I maybe have a few questions, but I've got no qualms now. The doctor's like, I want to take this course of action. Okay. Why? Why is that one you think, it, you know, and it's not, again, it's not me being confrontational or trying to be a dick, but it's just kind of like, well, you're it's my body. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And so, you know, you want this course of action. Why is it better than this other one? Maybe I've done some studying or, you know, a little research on my own and I'm leaning towards this idea, but you're saying this one, why? And again, it's just what I'm willing to accept. I clearly remember a time I was in Vegas with some friends. As I've said before, I speak multiple languages, um, English and bad English, (laughs) but we were a segue you speak fluently. Yeah. <laughs> we were, and I, you know, I'm, I'm fluent in Spanish. And so we were going to, in one of the casinos, you know, the little food court, the McDonald's we ordered, I think we were trying to get some like snacks, some ice cream or something. I don't some know. Freaking McNuggets. Some fucking McNuggets, baby. Got to protect the McNuggets. The little gal, after we ordered, started making some comments about us. Pretty rude comments. In Spanish, I think out of the group, I was the only one who spoke Spanish. I kind of called her out and like, hey, you know, and I, and I talked to her in Spanish. I was like, hey, you need to be careful because not just because I'm white doesn't mean I don't know what you're saying. I think you're being pretty rude right now. Is there a reason for that? Whereas, you know, maybe if I wasn't a cop, I might have not said anything and just let it roll. But, you know, calling like, what's the deal? Like, we weren't rude to you. We've been very courteous. Why are you not treating us in a similar fashion? I think that that does uh, you know, I think it correlates to being a police officer and mm-hmm. seeing, you know, just the stuff that we deal with from having to be the authoritarian on the scene. I think that 
some of those things are derived from from growing up like that and and learning to be a police officer. But I think a lot of that also, I'm not saying you have to be a police officer to have this ability, maturity, you know, maturing. But, you know, you see people mature and get older and they never develop that. And maybe it's because they just never, maybe they didn't decide that they had some sort of like line in the sand or they're okay getting pushed around and, you know, to each their own. Or just going along to get along. Maybe. There's lots of people like that, which is, you know one way to do it i suppose if you don't mind it but uh i'm very much in the same boat as you where i don't allow me or mine to get walked on you know that goes that goes from like somebody being rude i call people out on the rudeness obviously uh, well but but again like you said i think that just extends to um you know a situation that happened to me is you know my there's an altercation at my boy's school and obviously i want him to tell me what's going on i want to hear it from my son's mouth like hey what's going on bud and then the version i got from him was a little bit different than what the principal was telling me you know go down and talk to the principal like well here's what i'm hearing why are you talk why, why are you saying these things what what is leading you to believe that your version of what you've heard cuz you know he obviously maybe he's talked to other students but and it, again it's not i don't think it comes from a place of me trying to be a dickhead or anything but and my line in the sand changes depending on who I'm with and I'm dealing with. Obviously, if it's, if I, I, here's an incident, family vacation, my lovely wife and I took our kids out to, uh, you know, we took a long trip out to a nice little mountain town. They had this, you know, it's one of those towns that like just a tourist, it was a mining town back in the early 1800s and kind of pitted out, but they revived it. And it's just a tourist, you know, all tourist shops, restaurants, little trinkets. So obviously during, you know, it was during the height of the the COVID. The COF. The COF. So we were with my family. Aunts and uncles were there, and we're just kind of a big family trip out there. I was in a different store with my some of my family members, and my wife took our kids into uh, a little trinket shop. And my daughter uh, at the time was like eight and a half, nine. So just being a normal kid, she sees a little like plastic train whistle for like a buck. And she's a kid, and so she forgot. I mean, they're not, first thing on their mind isn't like COVID. I can't touch anything. So she Puts it in and like tests it, just blowing it for fun because she's a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the the shop owner or the guy working the shop, you know, in his late 60s, maybe early 70s, just berated her for that. Mm-hmm. A child mm-hmm. for her actions. Unloads on her. And then, so I had no, I didn't know this at the time, but then my wife comes find me. My daughter's like in tears. She's like, here's what happened. So the guy was like, we well, have to pay for it. You owe us a dollar and we can't sell that now because COVID, you've contaminated. And just like... Began to yell at my daughter. And my wife stuck up for her. It's like, no, you don't do that. And my daughter just looked at me. She was heartbroken. Like, she was devastated. Like, And so I went back in that shop and I looked at the guy and I said, did you have a problem with my daughter? He's like, well, yeah. You know, it's the pandemic. And I said, I don't give a shit. You're an adult. And for you to berate a child like that, it's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And I, I had some stern words with that guy mm-hmm. because you don't do that. I mean, it's one thing to... Did you make him apologize to your daughter? I did. And did I have, he? Yeah. Hell Good. yeah. Attaboy. Good. And he's like, well, I'm sorry that she didn't know. I was like, no, you are sorry for the way you acted. You yeah, treated a child. Exactly. But, I mean, and again, it's one thing if he had approached my wife and like, hey, because, you know, she, I saw her blow it, put it in her mouth that we, yeah. we have to have her buy it now because of the <laughs> pandemic. I can't resell it. I can't wash it. No problem. I would have no qualms with that. Absolutely. She made a mistake. We'll pay for it. Hey, no my, problem. My, my, I apologize. Absolutely. My question to you is how short-sighted is this store clerk owner, whoever the hell is owns the, the shop to put things out in reachable distance of children that yeah. they're going to blow in yeah. with a COVID going and on. And it was, it was, it was that? a kid's trinket toy shop. They had all their things in the shop were for kids, you know, little yeah. train sets, little whatever. Yes. And but you put 
put a whistle where they can snatch it up and put it in their mouth and yeah. you're so worried about COVID. It's like, gonna that's what's going to happen, dude. How many kids are kids blowing those and you don't COVID. see it happen? Yeah. It's like, you're an idiot. And I could tell on his face, he wasn't expecting me to walk in again. Yeah. I'm not a tiny guy. And so my my intentions, I didn't want to beat the guy up. I'm a, I mean, I did. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going in there to prove I'm an alpha male. But you wronged me and mine. And I'm yeah. absolutely going to call you on that. I think that to kind of put the, the cop philosophy into context, I don't think it's a matter of like being alpha or being somebody who's, you know, and granted, yeah, it's a line of the sand. But I think it's a matter of just like understanding common sensibilities and just humanity and understanding like what you're willing to put up with you know these yeah. ideas that like what you what you're willing to do and put up with these are like an idea that i think sounds kind of abstract but it's like you've developed this idea of the way that you're going to be treated the way you expect to be treated the way you're going to you know treat people i think that that has developed over somebody's lifetime obviously but i think since we are on those hard streets ours might be a little different than other people's and yeah. I think that nowadays, and we can, we've talked about this so many times, but it just has to do with like culture in and of itself, where you see nowadays, I think people don't fear repercussions of their bad actions. Right. They don't, you know, people nowadays aren't afraid of being socked in the mouth. I think that years ago, a generation ago, maybe two, people understood like, if you talk that way to somebody, you're going to get your ass kicked. Oh yeah. And there's well, not- You better way. be able to back it up and yeah. kick the other- e- yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. that's a total possibility. Whereas nowadays, nobody really truly fears that, I don't think. I don't think that's in their forefront of their mind. Whereas back in the day, I think it was. So I think that people were more on their better behavior or willing to treat people better because they weren't worried about those repercussions per se. Well, to go And to go off of that, I think part of that too is- society as a whole how we've kind of changed from hey handle your own problems and if you can't handle it then go find an adult right for for kids Mm -hmm. because nowadays and i and i caught myself with this um back when i was married was we would tell our kids and i and i told my kids they knew from day one you know we're not going to put up with bullying we're not going to deal with any of that stuff my son is younger than my daughter and i've always taught him that if anybody messes with your sister like it's game over yep Like, you do what you need to do. I don't care, you know, what it is that you have to do. If you get in trouble, if you get kicked out, cool. We're going to go party. We're going to go. We'll go to a movie. We'll go to dinner. We'll go whatever. Like, on your suspension day, it is It is what it is. I'll absolutely yeah. support you in yeah. your actions. Oh, 100%. Protect you know, your but, sister. But the, the conversation now is, or then, for us, was more along the lines of, well, if you're having issues, you know, find an adult. Find a teacher out there and have a, a teacher help you, which is great for, for younger kids. But as they get older, if you're continually relying on somebody else, that's when you get, at least in my opinion, that's when you start to develop that mentality of, on the other side is, oh, I can do whatever I want because that person's just going to go get a teacher and the teacher's just going to talk to me and tell yeah. me to knock it off. Yeah. So now as they get older, they're going to keep doing that over and over until somebody punches them in the face. In some circumstances, it's totally fine to find an adult yeah, to, to help you solve time, the problem. Time and a place. It it depends on the situation. Yeah. Now there are absolutely like you guys have said, and I wonder how many parents out there teach their kids this. I think that we're kind of like in an echo chamber a little bit right now. So it'd be interesting to hear from people who aren't police officers like what they tell their kids. Yeah. But I know that I've told my children the same thing that you guys have told your kids. We don't put up with bullying. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't ex I don't ever expect this is what I've told my kids, because actually my dad told me the same thing. He's like, I never expect you to start a fight. But I expect you to finish it. That's what I was always told growing up. And that's what I've told my children. It's like, I don't ever expect you to start a fight. I think you should do everything you possibly can to avoid that. Mm -hmm. But when rubber meets the road, it's like, I expect you to to finish it. It's like, that's it. And you're not going to sit there and put up with the bullying. 
because that's not okay. If time and the circumstances allow you, then absolutely you can walk away. Walk away. Sure. But yep. if you have to, fisticuffs, baby, that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I teach my kids that and, you know, that's what our philosophy is. My wife and I are on the same page. So I think that that's a, that's a good philosophy to live by. I think that's what everybody's philosophy should be, even adults. If you're, if you're met with a, cir- a circumstance, if you can, like walk away and diffuse the situation, okay, do it. But if you're now rubber's meeting the road and you're having to protect yourself don't hope that somebody's gonna come save your ass because right you've got to take care of business yeah. well and to take it into the bigger picture right and to take it a little bit deeper i mean that's kind of what this country was founded on yeah you know we're getting bullied across an entire ocean we expended every possible avenue that we could to rectify that situation and finally the colonists had enough and they decided to start shooting british people in the face so yeah. Yeah. It, you know that's kind of what america is kind of built on so yeah. we're, f- we're gonna throw your tea in the harbor and then we're yeah. gonna shoot you in the face we're going to so sail across the frozen and then river. Your family can't drink tea to mourn you. <laughs> Easy. We'll shoot you in the face on Christmas Eve. And by the way, that's exactly how it happened in the history books. You can Google it. Yeah, you can Google it. Well, actually, I think they're trying to obfuscate all of those in yeah, that, that data. After they're done taking down all the Confederate yeah. monuments. Yeah. But again, and then so that was one of, again, the other day I was thinking just about some of my kind of the things I believe in and what I want to stand for. And again, it's what I want to impart in my kids. Because I'm not always going to be around. And especially in this job, you know, I've had some frank discussions with my kids. But we're like, you know, if I die next week doing either something stupid or, you know. Getting ambushed or something like that. Choking on a cheeseburger. Choking on a cheeseburger. You know. I want, you know, my kids to remember that dad taught me to stand up for myself. And I want to impart on them some of my beliefs and the way that I think that responsible members of society should act and how you, one, how you should, because your attitude and the way you carry yourself will will definitely project how people treat you most of the time. So, I mean, I don't know how many people want to listen to politics. I'm going to go into it a little bit right here though. Oh, damn. So a good example. Show in the water. A good example of this right now is all the Canadian truckers and what they're doing. I think that that that's a perfect prime example of kind of what we're talking about. It's like, Mm -hmm. they understood. They've been walked all over. Their freedoms and liberties have been taken away, if they have any up there in Canada, compared to the USA. Martial law, baby. So these guys, this government up there is trying to take their take their rights away just allow them from doing the things that they want and need to do so these guys say you know what i'm done with this i'm gonna i'm gonna put up a fight i think that's a prime example of kind of what we're talking about here that's their line in the sand it's like what that's they're, their what maple the, syrup line what they're yeah absolutely what they're doing to to fight back i i fully support something like that you know and if you can do it without violence like they're doing like that's phenomenal great phenomenal especially when it's a righteous act so some people might not agree with that that's okay you can have your opinion i'm not going to shut you up by all means please that's your right your right to free Ab- speech absolutely. say whatever you want say what you want to say but yeah. that's my feelings on that i i like the fact that people are standing up for themselves and trying to take back their rights you know take back their freedoms mm-hmm. so i think that's exactly that's a perfect exemplification of what we're talking about and here. I, did you hear how long that that convoy got no at its longest i believe I mean, it, it was in like I, kilometers well hold on i believe it was over 20 kilometers. So I don't know what it is in kilometers, <laughs> but in miles, it was over 42 miles long Damn. of convoy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was over 600 feet long. Yeah, that's freaking <laughs> 600 feet. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah. But no, so part of, and again, this is a, another kind of, but part of my line in the sand is also recognizing when I've made a mistake, I need to fix it. And that's yeah. one, one of the things I'm, you know, I really want to hammer into my kids. You know, if you've made a mistake at school, if you've done something wrong, 
I fully expect you to own up to it and say, hey, I made yeah. the mistake. It's my fault. That's very important to learn. And, you know, what What can I learn from this? Obviously, let's use it as a learning experience to say, hey, you did this. This was wrong. So now in the future, you know not to do this. Yeah. And that's something that I don't think enough people, when something goes wrong, it's who else can I blame for this? Because right. it's not Whose my fault. fault is it? Well, yeah. I think you're kind of touching on the book you just read with Jocko. I think that that's a, that's a good point. It's like you need to, you need to understand how to take ownership. That extreme ownership. Yeah, that, that ownership of, of your actions. I yep. think that's something that also is kind of falling off the wayside with regards to culture that we live in nowadays. People don't want to take ownership for their actions. If you want to talk politicians, leaders, whatever, for whatever reason, they don't feel it's incumbent upon them. If I, you know, if I'm a senator or a governor, or whatever, I say, hey, this is wrong, you're wrong. Okay, well, am I taking the time to explain why this is wrong? That's something I, I really try to work on with my kids. When they make a mistake, let them know it was wrong, but let them know why it was wrong. Yes. And let them know maybe, hey, you could have done option A, done option B, done option C, but you chose this other one and it's wrong. And try to help them understand to see, because if I just show them like, you're wrong, you're in trouble. Okay, well, did I take the time to sit down and explain why it's wrong? That is a good lesson to learn as kids because now we're seeing some of these adults grow up, whether they're teachers or doctors, lawyers, cops, whomever. I don't think people have that ability to sit down and be like, this is why it was wrong. We had other options we could have explored and turn it into a teaching moment. Yeah. So we're going to bring to you guys a new segment. The segment's going to be, would you rather? We throw you know these interesting questions at each other. Would you rather do this or that? And we're going to bring that to you guys right now. During this segment, we've brought in one of our special guests we've had on the podcast before. We'd like to welcome out Joss. How you doing? Good. I'm a special guest. She's a specialist guest. Is that a thing? <laughs> specialist <laughs> guest. Well, specialist guest. So we'd like to welcome Joss out. Jeremy, would you uh, kind of present us with your list of would you rathers? Absolutely. Uh, the first one, it's not a new one. Maybe you guys have heard it before, but you know, as as I'm um, explaining, you know. Think about your answers. Play along with us. So my first one is, would you rather live in the ascendancy of a civilization or its decline? I think that I definitely want to live in the ascendancy. If I've got a family I've got to take care of and stuff like that and make sure they're taken care of. That's probably what it is. If all my kids are, I don't have to worry about that if I don't have kids for some reason or whatever. Whether they're adults. I'd want to live in the decline. Why Why the decline? Please <laughs> extrapolate. <laughs> extrapolate. Extrapolate. Uh, so the ascendancy I'd want to live in because obviously there's going to be good opportunities you have to worry about. You've got, you know, infrastructure, you've got food, you've got all these amenities that you can kind of count on and life's going to be a little bit easier. But in the decline, I like it because if I don't have stuff to worry about and I can just go flipping savage mode and I can kind of get mine and kind of go a little buck wild, then I'm probably going to do that because that sounds like a fun time. A fun time. <laughs> I think so. Balls like to a, the wall. Like a low-end version of The Purge. Yes, yeah. Well, it's like gaming toward The Purge. <laughs> Instead of 12 hours, it's 12 years of a purge. Yeah. What do you think? For me, the decline presents more opportunities to be a savage. Yeah. And it's decline. I don't have to worry about like, hey, this ship's going down. I'm going to ride this bitch all the way down. Yeah. And I think I can have fun with that. I like Jocelyn? It. I think that sounds awful. I would rather be on the ascension because the best is in front of you. Like it's only going to keep getting better uh -huh. and there's so much potential. Like think of all the things that you could do if you were at the beginning of that. And if yeah. you were right on the precipice of things changing and if you're on the descension, I'm not a, that savage, first of all, but it's only downhill from there. Like it doesn't matter how many people you take with you. You're still going down. Yeah. So what so. I would do is everything you've built on the decline, I'm going to tear it all down. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. 
I like breaking stuff. Yeah. What do you what do you, what do you think? Same. Defend. Same what? Dissension. Dissension. Yeah. The decline. Just pretty much do whatever I want to. The decline. The second one, you know, I think again, it's not something that is new. Maybe you guys have thought about this before, but would you rather know when you're going to die or how you're going to die? Let's go, Joss, you first. I would rather know when I like to plan. I like uh-huh. to know what to expect. I like to know what I've got time for. So, so yeah. you you'd choose when, even though, even if it what lays in store is like a heinous, you know. Yeah, I'm dead either way. Like that sucks, but sometimes death what can if take it's a like while. A slow. Yeah. Oh, I guess it wouldn't matter. Never mind. A serial yeah. killer kidnaps you, and he's just cutting your arms and legs off bit by bit. You know, I wouldn't want to know that ahead of time. Yeah, that's what, what I was, that's what I yeah. was saying. Yeah. I the rest of your life. It doesn't change. I wouldn't want to know that ahead of time. Then you just kill yourself. <laughs> well, then that wouldn't have come true. Yeah. Unless you so are you the beat the game. You beat the game. Kidnap yourself. <laughs> Kidnap yourself. <laughs> I'm taking myself hostage. Lock myself in my room. Sounds, start negotiations. So that sounds like a good time. Lock yourself in your room? Yep. Kidnapped. <sighs> she likes to have a good time. Okay, Jake, you. Uh, when or how? Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to that. What? I'm a mom. Being, being kidnapped? Yeah. Yeah. My she- idea of getting turned is like taking a bath. Reading a book. Hold on. What kidnapper is allowing you to take a bath and read a book? Me. I'm the kidnapper. (laughs) I'm kidnapping myself. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Can't go anywhere. She's locked. She's like, I'm locked in my own room. I'm forcing myself to go take a nice bubble bath. I'm going to force myself. Relax right now. I'm going to force myself to read a a book I really want to read. And no one, no one can stop me. I think I that's think, your go-to book, isn't it? Fifty Shades of Grey. I actually did not finish that one. You, I liar. got bored. I'm serious. So I'm gonna ruin. Serious. I'm, she I, finishes all the other novels on, that I'm, she reads. Yeah, all the other stupid <laughs> romance ones. I'm gonna ruin romance. it for you yeah. right now. The guy kidnapped her ago. and forced her to take a nice bath <laughs> and read a delicious, a good book. Maybe I should go finish that then. Yeah. That's how it ends. <laughs> a nice bath. Spoiler alert. Take yourself a nice bath now. You've performed all your duties. <laughs> No one will bother you for the rest of the evening. Best kidnapper ever. What do you say? Fitz. Oh, when? Absolutely. Yeah, I think we're all in the same agreement yeah. here. When? You said right? Yeah, mine's, uh, you know, Josh said she's a planner. I'm kind of the same way. So, like I said, if I'm going to die in 20 years, I'll spend 19 and a half years getting turned and doing just debaucherous things. And like I said, I'll spend that Death last- bed confessions. La- that last six months, I'll go, you know, make my OnlyFans, you know, free for everybody. I'll do half off my feet <laughs> picks. Um, you know, I'll make sure I'll, I'll give really good discounts on my farts in a bottle. Donate all that dirty money to the church. Oh, no. I'm going to get buried with it, but- <laughs> I'll go. I'll go to the soup kitchen and feed you a nice lamb chowder. Yeah, I'd want to know when as well. Just easier to plan. You can kind of get stuff ready, and then also, like you say, deathbed confessionals. Get ready yep. for it. Here's one. So, would you rather be the person who flips the switch during executions, or be the judge who decides who should be executed? Fits. Flip the switch. I want to flip the switch. Why? Why? Because you're the one. You're the one that is actually carrying out the death sentence. But it was only made possible because the judge decided. Yeah, it doesn't You're matter. the decider. So you choose. You choose. I can also decide not to flip the switch. You choose executioner. They just yeah. find somebody to replace you. Yeah. That's why I would flip the switch every time. So I'd choose judge. Why? Because that's ultimate power right there. Yeah. I'm, I'm the one deciding what's going to happen. And then I can decide who and what. And that way, if I don't agree with something, then I can decide, no, he's not going to get murked. I said, well, that guy needs to get murked. He's going down. 
But see, as the executioner, if I disagree with you, then I just execute you. Doesn't work that way. Works. Doesn't work that way. You only get to flip the switch. You're not like some crazy. You're deciding something. So I'm a drone, essentially, is what you're saying. I'm yes. A mindless loser. You just flip. You're just the guy that flips you and locked you in a room. I'm a mindless. (laughs) No, you are yourself. So you're only going to do what you're told. So I have to do what the white man says. (laughs) Got it. Got it. I'd take it there. Holy Roger shit. that, Massa. Wow. Well, Is that 38% times yeah, right there? That was five. probably like 80%. That was, that was up there. Hold on. Let me ask you this, Fitz. Uh, that attitude you have, is that what you learned on the streets? Yes. Yes. Okay. I don't want the white man telling me what to do. 38 to 83. The streets that nobody knows. The street. It's called the streets. Read a book. You should find a street named Read a Screet. book that's not good. <laughs> I'm on Street Street, guys. <laughs> Screet Street. I'm on Screet Street. That should, we should change it. We should petition PBS. No more Sesame Street. Welcome to Screet Street, Big Bird. <laughs> it's going to be Sesame Street. <laughs> Fitz is there. Like, who's this guy? Nobody wants to come on our show anymore. <laughs> Just giving life lessons. Bert and Ernie, don't trust the white men. Boom. Right here, bitches. Screets. The school of hard knocks, the ghetto, the place of no return, the drug dealer's paradise, the lawless world of the ruffians, the white man's fears and doubts all rolled into one. The place from which every famous rapper, convict, and crackhead has allegedly spawned. I'm sure that Boom, article, bitch. Is, the article is written by CNN. Well, that it's on the internet, written, so it's true. It's, that, that article is written by Fitz. He's like, written. this is the long game. Last <laughs> week he went on like Urban Dictionary, like wrote it himself. He's like, these next week I'm going to show these guys the screets. Is that, is that your Wikipedia? <laughs> Last edited by Fitz. <laughs> Screets are real. Screets. I hate okay. You. I hate Jocelyn. I hate this podcast. Are you going to be the judge or the executioner? I don't know because with the judge, you have you have all that power, like you said. But what happens when you make a mistake? They face no repercussions. Yeah, you're the judge. <laughs> well, I'm not worried about repercussions necessarily, but like, how do you... I sleep like a baby. But, it, but, <laughs> but again, so, okay, you're the judge, right? And you make a mistake or whatever, but the executioner's right there when it happens. So the screaming, the watching the light go out of that person's eyes, you're right there. I don't have to watch. You have to watch. You have Says to watch. Who? You're the executioner. You have to make sure that it sticks. Yeah. Executioner can't just like judge. <laughs> okay, that <laughs> did it. I'd rather you don't want to see judge. that light go can out. I, into can I be? Eyes. Can I be Judge Dread? No, because he's all of the above. You cannot. Nope. <laughs> judge, jury, and executioner. No, you're not. You're not Carl Urban. <laughs> that would be awesome. Can I, I just be like a, like a Judge Judy? <laughs> judge that wouldn't Judy. be so much pressure. Judge, <laughs> I could have judge pressure. Joss, your, your civil <laughs> claim is denied. <laughs> Judge Joss. You're going to taste my sauce. I'm Judge Joss. Oh, damn. Would you want to be Judge Joss or have it called Joss's Court? I like Joss's Court. Joss's Court. My next would you rather. Fitz, you're going to start us off. I started us off on the last Shut up. Okay. Would you rather do what you're told? Yes, Massa. Wait, did you say what you would rather do? Yeah, you skipped yourself. Well, I'm obviously going to be the judge. Yeah. You guys would all be the ju- typical. Yes. Three white people want to rule over everybody it's all else. A conspiracy. Typical. It's a conspiracy. Typical. You had the chance to be judged. You chose not yeah, to. Yeah, you had yeah. a chance, bro. No I'll be the one murking for you people. That's your yeah. choice. Hey, thanks. You people. I have the real power. Okay. So this next one is. We let you think that. Okay, Fitz. This is basically you, anyways. 
Would you rather go blind or deaf? I literally have both of those problems. Yes, I know. So if you're going to stop one of them, which one are you going to do? Are you going to go blind or are you going to go deaf? Like currently today in my mid-30s. wake up tomorrow, you're either blind or deaf. Which doctors, you doctors say you have two diseases. We can stop one. One disease will make you blind. One will make you deaf. You oh, choose. Be deaf. Deaf? Why? Because I already know what things sound like. I can sing off key and have an excuse, but I know what everything sounds like. Okay. Plus, I don't have to hear... That certain dulcet tone of the female species anymore. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Oh wow! Wow! What happened? <laughs> what? I love the siren song. <laughs> that sweet, sweet sound. <laughs> but I get to see everything. It's true. Uh, I'm. I'm. I would rather go deaf because I can still watch all my movies. Turn the subtitles on. I'm a visual. I got to yes. see. Agreed. So I'd rather go deaf. I'd rather go deaf for sure. If I were blind, I couldn't even drive. So the main reason for driving? Or? Um, that's not the main reason. I just think of like, that's my freedom. And also, again, I've heard things before, but I still have a lot of things I want to see. Yeah. Because if you're deaf, when you lock yourself, kidnap yourself, you can't hear the kids saying, hey, oh, yeah. we need food. We need the, you know. Yeah, it's like, like, I did, what am I supposed to do? I didn't even know. Yeah. So it's okay to... Say that you'd rather go deaf so you can't hear small children. But heaven forbid somebody say they don't want to hear women speak. That's when we're all in an uproar. Is that the general census here? Yes. yes. Yeah. Correct. I hate you guys. I hate this podcast. Well, I figured as much. A-cab. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I went there. A-cab? All cops are bastards. Mm. Jake? Um, I'd rather go deaf. Like they say, a picture's worth a thousand words. So uptake on visuals more than audio. Okay. <laughs> all right. Next one. Am I wrong? No, you're right. We all said death. That's right. Next one. I copied you guys. I'm so. scared to say my own belief. You wouldn't want to be the minority. Judge Jake. Oh, <laughs> that wow. would be sad. Yeah, I don't want to be wow. the minority. <laughs> that would be sad. So, this next one, maybe make you think a little bit. Would you rather be married to someone good looking who doesn't think you're attractive? Or be married to someone ugly who thinks you're gorgeous. Neither. I don't want to be married. Stupid. I'm the judge. You're executed. (laughs) I'm going to execute myself. Is that considered suicide? Flip the switch. Yes. Judge assisted suicide? Yes. Yes. Um, Would I rather be with somebody who doesn't find me attractive, but I think they're super hot? Uh Uh-huh. Or somebody who's fugly and they think that I'm They think you're gorgeous. Oh, define damn. fugly. Scale of one to ten, where does that fall? Yeah, I want to know. On on both ends, because you have to come up with your own fugly. I can't tell you. No, I think we're all have similar tastes. So who who would be who would be the top? Really? Because up until this point, you've hated everything we've said. So and who would be the bo- and who <laughs> would be like the lone dissenter? Who lone dissenter. Who would be the other one? So like Jennifer Aniston and fugly is like snuffleupagus. I'm doing it in your terms. You're gonna understand. On I don't know who Snuffleupagus hot, is. Hot, on Sesame Street. Yeah, it's from Sesame Street. It's on Sesame on Street. Sesame Street. <laughs> Sesame Street <laughs> Snuffleupagus, and the hot one's Carmen San Diego. Hey, Carmen San Diego's kind of hot. Don't she's hot. Don't don't knock on Carmen. Yeah, but she's not taking you anywhere around the world because she thinks you're ugly. But if we're married, no, it doesn't matter. What? Yeah, she does not think you are attractive. So why would she want to be parading around the world with you? Yeah, she's leaving your ass at home. Boom. They are both awful options. Yes, they are. You got to choose one. There's not. 
I can't think of one good thing. So probably, what, I'd probably what, go with the ugly person who adores me. I think so too, because here's what I think. In in that small context, it says be married or be with somebody because trigger fits over here. Trigger Someone fits? really good looking, but they don't think you are attractive at all. To me, that says if they think that, then they're not going to want to be around me. They're not going to want to hang out with me. And so you're going to be lonely. You're going to just be... Wait, wait, hold on. I will disagree with that. Okay. I will disagree with that because Belle fell in love with the beast, but was not attracted to him. After he kidnapped her? I'm sorry. Did did she not fall in love with him? I didn't say she did fall in love. I said after he kidnapped her. Sure. And then gave her a bath, gave her clothes, fed her, Stockholm gave her syndrome. Is it Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome if they got married and lived happily ever after? Yeah. You never what saw the, the sequel, bro. You can st- you never saw the sequel. You know what the sequel is? Human Centipede. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. It's interspecies mixing, bro. Yeah, welcome to your he nightmare. He gets changed back to a human. How's that interspecies? I just I was, hope he gets a haircut. That was, but, from, the that was from the waist up. The but first one, his haircut needed, was yeah. kind of dumb. But again, yeah. in that, in in that scenario, put <laughs> Beauty French. and the Beast, if you pay attention to the beginning of the story, he the kid was hexed when he was like seven. Oh, okay. Because he was home alone, the witch came pretending to be a what beggar. What in the world? What Beauty and the Beast story did you listen to? Have you not paid attention? He wasn't a child. Yes, he was. At the His beginning, problem started as a child. No, at the beginning. He was an adult. At the you beginning. Should, you should probably watch Beauty and the Beast again. You want to put a bet on this? I, what are we betting? Perdomo. Perdomo. Okay. Perdomo. I... Top shelf Perdomo. Lay out your specifics, though, so nobody can wiggle out of it. So he's not. He's not a child defined by, he's at least a teenager. Give me a, give me because, a number. Because give back me a number. In, back give me a number. Day, 17. Okay. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you three years. He's plus or minus. He's 17 or older. How is this? Because kid? he's, he's considered an adult in the olden, old 16, 1500s. You said seven initially. There's no way he's a single digit person when that whole thing starts. Nine. No way. Okay, nine. No way. Write it down. Who's who's our who's our fact checker? Not Judge right Joss. What are you doing right now? Yeah, I, I want to know. I want to know what what Perdomo Jeremy's buying me. So if I have to answer, I will say ugly in a door. Okay, I have an answer. What's the answer? He was eleven. Jeremy oh. wins. He was eleven when what? When he was cursed. You lose, bro. Fair enough. That's a Perdomo. <laughs> We've gotten a little far field here. We're way so, off in left field. We're back. We're back to the married. Fitz, you you came up with an answer. You said ugly and adored. Yes, I will go the Beauty and the Beast route. Okay, and go ugly and adored. Jocelyn. Yeah, you're right. It'd be depressing to be around somebody who thought you were disgusting. Yeah. And why would you want to be married to somebody no matter what who they were? Like, what if it's like Tom Hardy? But like, it still wouldn't matter if he didn't want to be around me. Like. Cool, it's Tom Hardy and he's hot. All it said is he does all it says is the other person doesn't think you're attractive. Is that is that the proper They're super attractive, but they don't think you're attractive. Yeah. So he could be like super in love with you, but like every time you wake up, he's like, ooh. Yeah, no. <laughs> he like throws up a little bit in his mouth. A little bit. But he's like he's like Matt like a Hypothetically, just Tom Hardy is just madly in love with so, you. But, still but likes again, my sweet spirit. But yeah. again, he's looking yeah. at the so in this scenario, he's looking at Joss. He's like, "Yeah, I, I, I really, I love you." 
to me, that'd be like, well, shit, do you? Because you don't love to look at me. <laughs> but that, that's he's only like, because. So let maybe, let hold on. Maybe let it let only works if uh, he's blind and you're deaf and then he loves you. So you don't <laughs> yeah. know, right? Yeah. There you go. Problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> I feel yeah. like next time we play this game, we should play what we actually play at work and play how much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. I answered. You answered. Did everybody answer that one? Yeah. What did you say? Jake. I said fugly. Yeah. Like them did, okay. fugly they love me though. Yeah. Okay. So this one, um, I think is another one. Would you rather wake up in your underwear at work or wake up naked in the woods 20 miles from home? Jake? Underwear at work. Fitz? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Joss? Hmm. Underwear at work. Okay. Why? Because that's a long way. 20, 20 miles. miles. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to have to hitchhike with no pants on. I'm saying underwear at work because I just be like, I make a good ass story. All the people be like, we saw Jake. He was totally in his underwear. Running around PHP. Can you believe it? (laughs) Which right now. Jake, what happened? is like, damn, that was a crazy night, guys. (laughs) Which right now is a perfect time to plug our sponsor, Shinesty. They have. I love Shinesty. They have the ball pouch. So for all you guys, uh, your balls fit. Comfortably in a pouch, sponsored by Shinesty. If you're not wearing Shinesty, you're insane. I'd be happy to have people see me in my Shinesty. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I have all the inappropriate ones. Oh, yeah. great. That'd be funny, (laughs) dude. That'd be dope. Yeah, I would would do that for sure. Oh, man. I'd be happy for people to see me in my Shinesty's. The sponsor, Shinesty. Oh, my gosh. Disclaimer. Can we get in trouble for that? I don't know. This is somebody's a sponsor. It's it's satirical. Is it? Is it? It's like satire. false advertising? No. Because it's not like, hey. Free if, advertising. If, yeah. It's free not, it's free not like, advertising. Are they going to get what mad What we're trying to do is we're trying to cuck them into becoming our fucking sponsor. Yep. <laughs> hey, if anybody's in with Shinesty, tell them to hook it up. And they're not cucks. I was kidding. Okay. So. <laughs> they listen to this. They're like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Oh, hey, yeah you bitch. think we're cucks? <laughs> Your ball pouches are going to be cut out from now on. Anybody named Jake that like, orders from now joke. on, don't get the ball pouch. <laughs> Like jokes on you. No, not even that. They're gonna send crotchless you crotchless undies. They're gonna send you straight wool underwear, all itchy and stuff. Oh damn! Right in the ball pouch. They give you the ball pouch, and then everything in there is wool. And that's for everybody named Jake. Don't throw at me the good time. So I've got a couple more. All right. Okay. Would you rather be able to read someone's mind or control their mind? Fitz, read. Why? I don't want to read their mind just because I'm a curious soul. I'd like to know what they're thinking. I don't care too much about controlling people. Jocelyn, you said. (laughs) Will you remind me of the question? Remind. Read read the mind. She's like, there's so much trauma going on. Read the mind or control the mind? Read, but I don't think I would like either. I would not want to read somebody's mind. I would only want to read their mind like when I chose to. Can I do that? Yeah, that's what you can do. I don't have to be hearing their thoughts all the time. No. So yeah, is it, is it like is it like what women want where you, I can read what they're thinking like at that time or I can go through their mind and discern different things? That changes it, things. It's like like what women want. You can hear what they're thinking. They're like their thoughts are like they're saying it out loud. Oh yeah, then I want that. Because you can you can hear somebody's mind what, you what can, they're thinking. Can you turn it and off? And you can though? still manipulate them. Can you turn uh, it off? Like what Joss was That's saying. What I said. Selective yeah. selective mind reading. So does your answer change? So let, let's say, Josh, you cannot turn it off. It is man, women, anyone. Is you, it yeah. coming in like a barrage? If it's just, or if I'm like focused on Jake, I can 
Yeah, you have to focus. So, like, if you're standing in a crowd, you can look at somebody and you can, boom. Know what they think. Know what they think. And it, and obviously, if you're having, like, a one-on-one or one-on-two interaction, you look at them and their thoughts are boom. So, if you're on a one-on-two, you're talking to two different people. You look at one. You can't hear the other person's thoughts until you look at them. Oh, I'd but still it, go mind read, yeah. Okay. I think I'd want mind control if that were the Okay. Oh, if, you're, if you're reading their minds, you can manipulate them a little bit. Probably a lot of it, actually, because you know what they're thinking. Yeah. That's like a one but and a half. I don't think I want to know what most people are thinking. I don't care. And I think I wouldn't like most of the stuff that I hear. So That's I don't a, have to yeah. control their minds. I can do that whenever I want. But wow. So again, Wowzers. you may not like Fitz. You know, you said to read. What if, what if you can't change their mind? You may know what they're thinking. I don't need to change their mind, but if I can manipulate and control them a little bit based off of what they're thinking, I'm game. And even if I can't, I'm just a curious person. Okay. Jake. I'm a curious George. I'm controlling all day. Yeah. I want to control the mind. And granted, I can do it when I want, right? Yeah. Or am I having to control everybody all the time? Like, they're freaking my automatons. I'm like, no, you go do this, you go do Well, no. so again. Yeah, free will. Like, I'm like, like the queen you. bee. And, and this one. Control you. And this one. So you want to, you can't, so you look at somebody, you don't know what they're thinking, but you can change, you can tell them what to do and they'll do it. So you don't know what they're thinking, but you can control their mind. You're looking at somebody and you want them to, you know, hand you a bottle of water. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's what I want. Mind control. So essentially you want slaves. Nope. Yeah. Is that too much to ask? (laughs) Hey, that's your lady. That's your lady that said that. Well, believe me, I know this. She's already mind controlled me. <laughs> she's got almost 13 years. She's got the best because she controls your mind and you have no idea what she's thinking. I have no idea what she's thinking. She probably has both actually on me. Yeah. Mind control and mind reading. I, I would agree. I can read his mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think, dude? I would have to go with mind control because the possibilities are unlimited. I could pull up to the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A and be like, I already paid. And like, absolutely you did. Here's your chicken sandwiches. Here's your hundred chicken sandwiches. You're thinking small scale. Why are you not thinking, I go to the flipping owner of the Chick-fil-A be like, I'm the owner. And he relinquishes all rights to you. Now yeah, you own that Chick-fil-A, I don't want to have to run a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> then you, you put him back in to. charge. You don't have to. You're the CEO and you just put him is the operations president. Come on, bro. I don't want to have to. I, I've got too many other things to do. I, I, I have, just want a chicken sandwich. I, <laughs> <laughs> just give me a franchise. I just, I just want a chicken you guys, sandwich. Again, you guys are thinking, I'm just going to get my 100 chicken sandwiches and then drive to the White House and be like, Joe, you're not the president anymore, okay? It's me. You probably believe it without mind control. You probably believe that if you went right now. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's just I want to control because, again, I'm not, I don't want to know what people are thinking because... I don't care. Yeah, I don't give a shit. But I think for me, the, there's more benefit in controlling. Bunch of control freaks over here. Jeez. Do you have more questions for us? Yeah, absolutely. Would you rather get a text from a one night stand that says, I am pregnant or I have an incurable STD? They're both pretty permanent. Would you rather have a one night stand get you pregnant <laughs> or... I want to say that says I have an incurable STD, but again, I'm gonna I'm gonna have the stipulation. It's not AIDS. it's not AIDS HIV. You're not gonna die from it. No, it's just like the herp, the herp, genital warts. I'll start with fits, baby. Why? Because I don't want an incurable sex disease. But, that sounds horrible. Okay. And just so you know, Fitz, uh, you're on your own with the kid. I already have three kids. I can handle another one okay jake 
kid. Same thing. I don't want to forget STD. <laughs> <laughs> I could raise that kid to be my own baby. Yeah. It's, you know I what think, I mean? Yeah. It's like, I think it's gonna a make lot it my easier. Mini-me. I think it's a lot easier if you're trying to date and you're like, hey, like I'm a single dad. I got a kid. As opposed to like, hey, I really like you, but I've got herpes. <laughs> right? Just don't tell him. Oh. That's a, that's a, that's a crime, Is brother. It, it bad? That's a crime. I didn't know I had it. Wow. You liar. I'm going to prove the doctor visits. Ooh. Joss? Ooh. Yeah, baby, for sure. Baby? Yeah, there's no good that comes from an STD. Like, I can't think of anything good that would come from that. No, but I think, and this is maybe going to be Yeah, a, but Hitler a, was a baby once. Yeah. Well, we're not getting, we're so not you're going saying to, You're saying your wife so is going to raise Hitler. I'm just saying you never Hitler? know. No. Here, but I'm going to go, I'm going to have a controversial take. Listen, I honestly think it would be easier for a woman if they say, if you do have herpes, if you're good looking enough, some dudes just don't give a fuck. You'd still hit it? I'm not saying me. I'm saying there are guys who you would would not have troubles. If you're a good looking enough woman. I'd still have troubles. Hmm. What kind of a guy would I even be able to pull? Like, wouldn't be worth it. So hold on. What I just said, do you agree or disagree, Jake? If the woman is good looking enough, she's always going to find someone who's going to want to throw down. Yeah. Fitz? They're just going to wrap it, dude. There's plenty of dudes that'll take that risk. I'm just saying, I think it's easier for a woman. Dudes to- in general. Like yeah. if you're Megan Fox. Yeah. If you're a, I, if you're a super. You couldn't pay me enough money to touch that. Could not. She has she's weird, probably dirty. She has she weird thumbs. Disgusting. Have you seen her thumbs? Yeah. She has like the midget thumbs. Yeah. She's got weird thumbs. Oh, yeah. It's a thing. Megan Fox is absolutely disgusting. She's hot, but she's dirty. You no. know she's dirty. She probably already has. Something. The dirtiness drops her like seven points, so she's like a one. Okay. Who's a ten then? Jennifer Aniston, hands down. Easy. Jennifer Aniston. Next. Okay. I would risk that was Jen- I would I would risk herpes for, for Jennifer Aniston. All right. That's my line in the sand. I don't even think that made sense. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> no. What the freak ever? What else you got? Oh, Give us yeah. a good one. Did you answer it? Yeah, I, he said I'm, the herps. No. He said he wanted the herpes. I did he not he, say that. He did not say that. <laughs> I would obviously rather the kid. Eat dinner alone for a year or have to take showers at a public gym for a year. For me, I'm going to take showers at public. I don't give a fuck. But I'd like to eat with my family, my kids, my wife. Yeah. Showers. Showers. Yeah, showers. Shower. yeah easy. Shower. Okay. Showers. Okay, would you rather get stranded uh, on an Antarctica or in the desert? Desert. Desert. I feel like I have a po- higher possibility of surviving the desert than I do Antarctica. Yeah, Antarctica, dude. That's like, you, like there's no reprieve. No freaking reprieve. It's cold as shit all it's the time. All yeah. So you can find some shade maybe in the desert, or find a cave, cut some cacti, milk them, drink them, get you a snake. Yeah. Make, it, make it your pet. Antarctica, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Dig yourself deeper into the ice. Fuck around with a penguin. Okay. Would you rather be able to play every musical instrument or master every type of sport? Now, granted, hold on. Every musical instrument, you're not going to get famous. It's just a hobby and you are you excel at it. You can't make money off it. And the same goes for the sport. You're the best at every sport, but you cannot play professionally. It's the point of being the best. That gives me an unfair advantage. You already master every musical instrument? <laughs> no, I was going to say with women's sports, how famous can you really get? Oh, <laughs> oh damn. I'm not shit. trying to be like that. I damn. mean, like, you damn. know, like, a few. Hey, like, Serena, Serena Williams. Serena, Serena, Serena Williams. Williams. Did you hear that, Serena? 
<laughs> Jocelyn, There's come here. Yo, uh, Serena's going to bust Serena. through this wall right here with a damn Subway sandwich in her hand and be like, Jocelyn, <laughs> in my fighting words. Let's go. Our spokesperson was a pedo. Subway sandwiches. Yeah, we got to <laughs> find somebody new. Personally, I would rather be able to play every musical instrument. Yeah. Just because if I'm, you know, like I said, I'm not, I can't get famous off it, but if I'm at home or with friends, bust out the guitar, the piano, yeah. the sax. That'd be dope. Have a fun time. Yeah. Think how good a shape you'd be in, though, if you were really good at all those sports. Yeah. I don't care. But your life would be easier be in really great shape and like. How long is that going to last? Normal tasks. I can play the guitar when I'm 80. I can't freaking play basketball when I'm 80. Says who? Me. You're going to be broke down. I won't. I can hardly play basketball now. I'm not I even half of 80. Bus. Okay. This is going to be a good one. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Have your parents walk in on you while you were doing it <laughs> or accidentally walk on them while they're oh, doing it? Oh, the first. Yeah, I think the I'd first, rather have them walking on me. First one. Yeah. Mom and dad, I love you, but I don't want to see that. Nope. No, thank you. They walk in on me. I don't give a shit. I'm an adult. Okay. What do you say? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. Walking on me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I got an OnlyFans, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they can walk in on me anytime. Obviously, I don't care. They got to pay, though. It's one. They got to pay, though. They, pay, though. <laughs> they don't get a discount code. No, they don't. Okay. Discount code SAVAGE. Discount code WOULD YOU RATHER. Would you rather, this is our final one, and we're going to start off with Jake. Would you rather drown to death or burn to death? Drown. Why? This is all just anecdotal. Yeah. From other peoples who have suffered both, but not died, obviously. But I've heard that drowning, it's it's terrible. Like you'd be holding your breath, holding your breath, and holding your breath, and it's like excruciating until you finally breathe in. And then I've heard that it's almost like a wave of euphoria that overtakes you and then it's like nothing so the pain is like holding your breath until you finally breathe in and you're done like i said that euphoria comes over you where burning to death i can just imagine people talk about being severely burned and how flippant excruciating it is but like when they used to burn the supposed witches at the stake Uh i can't imagine anything more flippant excruciating than that like starting at the feet and burning upward well, and burning you know, upward and burning upward. Oh, yeah, they did both though. They yeah. burned witches yeah. and they drowned them. Yeah, yeah. I know. I would rather be drowned. Okay, Jocelyn. Yeah, drowned witch for sure. <laughs> drowned witch. She put the witch in. The witch <laughs> yeah, we want everybody to know. Just so you know, every Halloween she dresses as a witch. Every so Halloween. what am I dealing with here? <laughs> She's like, by the way, hexed you. Hexed you, Fitz. I'm trying to convince myself that burning is the way to go. See, and I when I because you want to be I'm, tr- I'm trying no. to. When I think about but it, I'm just trying to think of the of the opposite coin. I think that you know, if it's a hot enough, intense enough fire, like it's going to be painful for a second, but all your nerve endings are going to be seared shut. But the ones that aren't close enough are still going to feel that excruciating pain. So you're feeling the heat at your feet. Okay, so the fire starts. Your feet start to burn. Yeah, that's. Right? But you're not going to be getting enough nerves. oxygen. You're going to feel it on your fire. face, though. Right. No, we didn't say suffocating. But but it but also. You, that's why they burned up the stake because the wind would take it away and they'd still get air and they wouldn't die from smoke inhalation. They died from getting burned. But again, and that one, it's easy because it starts at your feet and you're just going to feel it all the way for however long it takes you to pass out from shock. Yes. But in mine, I'm saying, let's say it's 10 seconds of either, there's no euphoria, it's 10 seconds of holding your breath, freaking out, and then you're dead, or 10 seconds of intense burn and then you're dead. I'm still doing drowning. Okay. Burning. And that instance okay i'm gonna go with, i'm gonna go with drowning yeah i hate the heat i like I the cold <laughs> so i'm i'm gonna go with what if it's a jacuzzi it's hot water <laughs> who has who who was in the jacuzzi previous 
Swedish bikini team. The fire from Joss and I's burning is what warmed up your guys' water. <laughs> I definitely take the drowning man. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Jake there. Drown. There's one that was like fart out loud during a presentation or snort while laughing on a great first date. That's not really snort. that hard. I'm going to snort. Yeah. Snort. It's, if it's, it already said it's a great date. And it's going to be a bunch of cocaine while I snort it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are we snorting? <laughs> well, I could say something, but that first date, if it's great, it's great. If, yeah. you're, on, if you're on your first date with Henry Cavill and he snorts, you're going to be like, fuck that no. guy. Yeah. That's not. But Boom. what if it's what if it's a constant snort? Like that's We didn't their say laugh. that. Oh, no. yeah. If it's a constant thing. I didn't say constant. But just, said, just like a one time. But it did say. like, Would it, it be constant farting too? No, it said fart out loud during a presentation or snort while laughing on a great first date see so snort. that that could mean every time you laugh you're snorting it does say or snort while laughing so if your whole laugh is a snort but, like, but, again, <laughs> but again they throw in there it's a great first date if and yeah, well if you snort like every time, time you laugh around this person i would not want to snort around that person that's annoying i would choose the fart because like what if i'm pre- presenting at work yeah i don't care <laughs> anyways back to my presentation yeah back to my presentation chief <laughs> He's like, damn, this guy has gumption. I like it. You're promoted. I like the cut of your jib and the smell of your fart. <laughs> All right. That was our segment on Would You Rather. Hope you guys enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun uh, imagining those two differences, those juxtapositions there. Uh, we're going to move on now to our next segment, which is Bad Hollywood. Jocelyn's here to give us the questions on our celebrity we're going to answer. We're going to try to guess this celebrity by their bio and what they what crime they've committed and how they did it. See if we, you guys can play along, see if you know who this is before we do. So our first bad celebrity was a sitcom actor from the 90s. He has since been in several movies, done lots of projects. Um, this arrest happened when he was only 25 years old, but he was detained by airport security for trafficking over one and a half pounds of cocaine. And he faced a life sentence in prison And he pled guilty um, and gave up 21 other traffickers in exchange for five years in prison, but only ended up serving two years. So he's a snitch. So he snitched on the network. Yeah. Okay. Snitched on the network and got himself a nice little reprieve from a life in prison. (laughs) So you said this this happened when he was 25. Was he 25 in the 90s when he was big? Yeah, when he was on the TV, was he 25? No. No, he was older. Older? Okay. Older. Pitts, who do you think it is? I don't know many sitcoms. I did come up with multiple choice if you needed help. Do I give you a multiple choice? Do we go multiple choice? I think I know who it is. I I think I know who it is, too. But give Fitz a chance with the multiple choice. Okay, yeah, give me the multiple. So we've got Woody Harrelson, David Spade, Tim Allen, or Kelsey Grammer. Frasier? (laughs) Is that how he made it through? (laughs) Uh, That radio, was he just snorting blow the whole time? Yeah. Mm. Shoot, I'll go Timmy. No, Timmy's not a cokehead. Not home improvement. Who are the other ones? Um, Woody Harrelson, David Spade, and Kelsey Grammer. Give me Woody Harrelson. He looks like a snitch. What do you guys think? Uh, I'm going to have to say Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Yes, it was Tim Allen. Tim Allen's a snitch? Tim, a Tim snitch. Allen, you snitching little rat. So, yes. so we should we it, should bro. call him the tool man. We should call him the coke man. <laughs> oh, Tim. He's the coke man. The coke he's the man snitch Taylor. man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure this is no lie. Pretty sure that Woody Harrelson's dad was a hitman in real life. Serious? Yeah. See the Iceman? No. 
I'm not, if you Google it, I'm pretty sure it'll say that his dad was a hitman. Damn. For like the mafia or something? Uh, or some rednecks. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where he's But I'm, I'm like, I'm 99% sure that his dad was a hitman. Yeah. He's talked about it. Huh. Yeah. I had heard that story. So I had inside I, knowledge. Yeah. I had, I heard the Tim Allen debacle. It surprises me, but yeah. in your youth, you're stupid, especially back then. Yeah. Probably back in the eighties, seventies and eighties or whatever. Think, probably. Yeah. That kind you of, sh- that kind of shit was like abundant. I feel like that first one was a little easy. It went easy on you. So... Are you ready She's for the next one? She's warming us up. Next, ready for the next one? Yep. Yes, please. Okay. So this next bad celebrity had a musical career and had an acting career later on. He was arrested. Well, he was charged with aggravated assault and criminal conspiracy. He was arrested after a violent altercation that left the victim nearly blind in one eye. He fractured his orbital bone and did some extensive damage to this guy's face. Wolverine, a.k.a. Hugh Jackman. Do you have a guess or do you want to do like multiple choice? Lay us on the multiple choice. <laughs> do, you know, do you have any inkling? I don't. Maybe Hugh Jackman did have a successful musical career. but it What? Here's, <laughs> what? I meant before his acting career. Here's the choices. LL Cool J, Ice Cube, Samuel L. Jackson, Will Smith. Oh, Ice Cube. Ice Cube's a gangster. I was waiting for you to say Elton John. <laughs> Dang, that's a good one. He's a gangster, too. He's gangster. I'm going to go... If it's Will Smith, I will quit immediately. I'm going to go with Will Smith. LL Cool J. LL Cool J? Do you know what LL stands for? Anyone? If you know, don't say it. Do you know? Pretty sure it stands for Lady Love. Oh, I th- yeah. I think I did hear that. Lady, was it? Like, Ladies Love. Yeah. Yeah. Cool J. Ladies well, did love you cool guess? J. Yeah. Cube. It was LL. Oh, you better quit, because it's Will Smith. Damn. Bing bong. Damn. Will Smith was a gangster? Will Smith. So, honestly, before you gave the multiple choice, who I was going to tell you, who I thought it was, Marky Mark. Mark Wahlberg. Oh, Oh, yeah. He had a crazy story. So I thought it was going to be Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) Because didn't Mark Wahlberg kick the shit out of somebody, like, aggravated assault? That was a hate crime. Yeah. And he was like, Marky Mark. It was Mark Wahlberg, right? And then he became a successful actor now. So that's Uh, what I thought it was. So that... I think he did that before he even, because he started out, I don't know if it was singing then modeling or modeling then singing, mm-hmm. but that was when he was young running around in Boston, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And I think he robbed him for like his beer or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Will Smith. So he had a bunch of hits, but he grew, obviously grew up in Philly, but he, you know, he was homeless for a while. Who did you guess? Will Smith. You did? Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. You're a freaking savant when it comes to like <coughs> useless knowledge. Trivia. This trivia here. <laughs> okay, well, this next one's a rapper, and he has been arrested over a dozen times on charges ranging from illegal drug use, criminal impersonation, parole violation, and everything in between. His most notorious arrest occurred in 2004 after the rapper crashed his SUV through a parking lot gate at the Kennedy Airport in New York. He proceeded to tell the airport security that he was a government agent before going on a f- on to force a random driver out of their vehicle claiming he was with the FBI. Damn. He was high as fuck. <laughs> what, what, well, before you said rapper and you're talking about criminal impersonation, I was going to think it was Elvis. <laughs> you know, he went that went to the White House and yeah. he was big into doing drugs and I think he got a, a badge for like the DEA or something or... Okay. Well, it wasn't that, Elvis. Hate to break do, it. Does anybody have an idea? Does anybody have an idea? I don't have an idea. Let's hear the no multiples. Idea. Okay. Ludacris, Snoop Dogg, Lil Wayne, or DMX? I'm going to go with DMX. That's my guess. I'm going to go DMX too. DMX. DMX is the one that's ringing in my head for some reason too. The only reason, I, so the reason I'm going to say DMX is because Snoop Dogg, 
I'm pretty sure his real name is like Calvin Brutus in real life. <laughs> no, Calvin. Calvin's going to go do that, bro. But no, he was charged with uh, homicide. Like he shot somebody back in the day. And that, since that wasn't mentioned, hmm. that's the reason I'm yeah, eliminating him. Yeah, I'm thinking him. DMX. I don't know a hell of a lot about DMX. And I think if, obviously I've heard stuff about those other guys. So I feel like I would have heard who, about it. Who before. was the first one you said? Luda. Oh, yeah. See. I'm going DMX. I don't know that he can be considered as a real gangster. I didn't say he was a gangster. I said he was a rapper. But you're right. It was DMX. DMX. X gonna give it to you. <laughs> yeah, but Snoop was charged with the murder of a rival gang member, but yep. it was dropped. Yep. Yeah. She does this really well. She does. I like that she has these little tidbits of info on the other yeah. people. That was our Bad Hollywood segment. Hope you guys enjoyed that one. We're going to move on now to our Savage of the Week. Brings us to our last segment. Savage of the week savage to end our podcast here we've got our savage jeremy lay on us who our savage is this time okay so this comes to us from northeast maryland says a police officer has been hailed a hero after she pushed a student out of the path of a moving car outside a middle school in northeast maryland on the morning of february 4th police corporal annette goodyear was positioned at a pedestrian crossing outside Northeast Middle School when an approaching car failed to stop while the student was making their way across the street. Goodyear, upon realizing the car was not stopping, pushed the student out of harm's way and was struck by the car herself. The corporal was later treated and released from the hospital. Dr. Jeffrey Lawson, the school's district superintendent, praised the hero police officer in a tweet. For those of you who care, there's a video of it. and Yeah, it's a pretty good video. It's a pretty good video. And obviously, it's like, a, you know, I'll just give a quick description. It's looks like it's probably early morning, you know, yeah. kids going to school and this corporal police corporal, she's in a very visible bright orange traffic vest traffic, but it's a full length cause it was raining. So one okay. of those full length, like a slicker slicker, just the, the screen cap is the kid and the corporal are in the crosswalk and this car is like maybe six feet away and they're not stopping and she moves quick and then she gets, she gets hit hard. She got attacked. How is she doing? Is she doing all right? Is it yeah. Safe? So it said that she was. Uh, later treated and released from the hospital. Oh, good. Doesn't mention if there's any, I don't know if she's broke anything or yeah. anything internal, but if you want to watch the video, uh, the title is Police Officer Hailed as Hero After Saving Student from Oncoming Car. I watched the video. She gets hit pretty hard, so she made the split-second choice to put herself nice. in harm's way. Quick Good. thinking. Quick what thinking. I, what I would expect out of all the officers out yeah. there. Yeah. Especially and for a kid, man. You got to make sure you're doing that. And she took it like a champ, and she's sounds like she was released, and... That's awesome. No, she's, you know. So you say her last name's Goodyear? Yeah. I feel like a, a tire There's company gotta, yeah. should come and sponsor her. Be like, Goodyear Listen, tires. Our Goodyear tires are make sure you stop in the cross before yeah. you get to the crosswalk. And have her there. Officer then, Goodyear. Absolutely. That throw, would be dope. Throw some cash money at her, you know? <laughs> if they haven't already, they need yeah. to. That's a great offset right there. That's funny. Perfect publicity <laughs> right yes, there. Yes, perfect publicity. Goodyear's would have saved a good year. <laughs> I'm available for all corporate uh, sponsoring <laughs> opportunities, slogan, ideas. ideas so. yes. Well, that right there ends our podcast. We appreciate you guys for tuning in to the Domesticated Savages podcast. Like us, subscribe on to all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. We got it all up there. Only Check fans. it out. Search and fits it's OnlyFans. I guess you could do that. It's our OnlyFans. Go on our website, DomesticatedSavages.com. I got some new merch up there as well. We've got... You know, summer, spring, summer coming up. We got some sweet tank tops, men and women. Sun's so out, guns out, baby. Sun's out, guns out, baby. So check that out. Once again, I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. Always remember, stay savage. Joss's court. <laughs> court is adjourned. <laughs>